to be fully <laughs> full, fully full. <laughs> We've done it already. Payaya in Arabic means bakaya. Leftovers. Oh. So that's where the word paella came from. Oh. Brought the napkin, a nice restaurant, and they've got the napkin and they've tucked it into. <laughs> the... I'm like, it's not a bib. It's not a yes. bib. Some people are becoming really particular. Even the vegetarians. Mm -hmm. Your staff should be ready to answer these kind of questions. Yeah. So welcome to another episode of Manners Unfiltered with my lovely co-host Orchids Roy and myself Emma Brain and today we are talking about a very contentious subject which is dining etiquette and I think it's something that everyone has a bee in their bonnet about and joining us is our very special guest we have Ahmed Bassem also known as Chef Besos Yes. He is a UK City and Guilds trained professional chef. And you did this during COVID. You just wanted to bring your gastronomical passion to Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> what, 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 what better time would that be? You know, it was during the corona. Yeah. And uh, it was actually quite a great experience. So fun. Yeah, but the tough part was wearing masks while cooking during the corona times. It wasn't easy. Yeah, at, uh, back then, but then you just got used to it and you adapted. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see you open your own restaurant soon. Hopefully it's soon. gonna yeah. happen. Pray for me. Can't wait. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yes, it will sure. happen. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to try your dishes. Definitely, you'll be exclusively invited for it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I I look forward to that. Thank to you that so invite. Much, thank you. So before we get stuck into um, dining etiquette and what she, we should all be doing, uh, mm. Orchids, do you want to run us through a little bit of the history of uh, food and dining in the UAE? Certainly. So we are going to talk about, well, I'll tell you something about the dining history and eating habits here in the UAE. So historically, Emirati cuisine was influenced by the region's nomadic and seafaring traditions. The diet primarily consisted of dates, camel milk, mm -hmm. fish, and rice. Now, the traditional Emirati meals often centered around communal gatherings with food served on a large communal tray called a safra. Yes, safra, People would eat with the right hand as the left hand was considered impolite for dining. Absolutely. Then the culture of hospitality is deeply ingrained in Emirati society. Guests are honored with generous portions of food, mm -hmm. and it's customary to accept seconds as a sign of respect. Correct, yeah. Yes. So expect to be fully... <laughs> full. <laughs> full, fully full. <laughs> We've done it already. Yeah. When you're invited to an Emirati home. So while traditional Emirati cuisine is still enjoyed in many households, the UAE multicultural makeup has led to a wide variety of international cuisines being embraced and integrated into daily life. Correct. Yes. So now, what is the national dish of the UAE? Now, there were actually two dishes that were mentioned that are mentioned here. One is al haris, haris yeah. which is a slow cooked dish made of a mixture of wheat and meat, normally chicken or lamb, mm -hmm. that is cooked until it has a porridge-like consistency. Mm -hmm. And it's traditionally prepared during the holy month of Ramadan. Absolutely, yeah. And serve as a symbol of unity and community. It's super delicious, by the way. Oh, yeah? yeah? yeah, yeah. I look forward. The other one is the mach makbus. Yes. Would you like to tell us about this dish, Chef? Well, makbus is a traditional dish as well. You're absolutely right. And, uh, well, it, its main ingredient is rice. So majority of the Emirati food also includes a lot of rice. And you can add lots of different uh, herbs to it. 
and they're yes. famous for their herbs. And this gives you a very unique taste in your palate that mm, you'd not yes. actually forget. You'd actually yeah. ask for more. So that's why it's a traditional dish and people just love it. You know, if you try for the first time, you you know what? Why don't I try it again? You know, yeah. and it's always just like that with the <laughs> food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very addictive. Okay, so I have one trivia question for you, Chef. Mm -hmm. Do you know what um, what is the first restaurant here in the UAE? Any guess? Or Emma, you've I been no here idea. for a long time. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. I don't know. I might guess. Is it? Uh, it's here in Dubai, yeah. Yes. Al Bastaki. Yes, Al Bastakia. Yes, yes, Al or credited to Al Bastakia. Al Bastakia. Yes. Yes. Sorry. So yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. historic neighborhood in Dubai, and in the early 20th century, the area was home to merchants and traders who established small eateries serving traditional Emirati dishes and refreshments. Wow, interesting. So yes, yes you got that stunning. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Right. And so st still a great area today. I know. Still I love going there. Today. You feel the culture. Yeah. There's so much character. It's very genuine. And yes. Yes. Exactly, I love no? it. And, you know, it's very close to spice souk, gold souk. I love the, the hustle and bustle. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> if I feel like I'm transported to 20 years ago. Back. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I love Where it. Where etiquette that was still there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we've lost it. And, you know, the UAE, as, as we know, is a melting pot of so many different nationalities. Mm -hmm. And it stands to reason that everyone brings their own cultural uh, differences Correct. with them. But on an international level, there are kind of sort of hard and fast mm -hmm. rules for international absolutely, dining yes. and do's and don'ts. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering how many of them people actually... No, I mean, like, just when you get to a table, what is all the... I mean, I, I come back, I keep making pretty woman references. Okay. Go by the tines. Tines, the tines you know, on the forks. <laughs> Salad fork, exactly. starter fork, main course fork, dessert fork. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it's, it's very interesting, actually. It depends on how many courses you get in, in a certain restaurant that you visit, especially now how it differs from cuisine to cuisine and... Uh, culture to culture mm. like uh, yeah. spanish portuguese versus english or arabic even the arabs the egyptian versus the palestinian jordanian lebanese uh, emirati bahraini qatari saudi every country has mm -hmm. its own uh, cuisine yes uh, well guess what egypt is right next to sudan but totally different cuisines yeah even the type of food they're eating mm -hmm. but from my experience in studying uh, different cuisines and dishes there are certain countries that you can relate some types of dishes to, from Chile to Peru to others that are here in the UAE or Morocco. Mm. For instance, Morocco is well known for their tagines or yeah. Uh, yeah. certain dishes that is also replicated uh, in Peru or uh, different parts uh, of uh, Latin America or uh, even uh, Southeast Asia. A lot of the basic uh, ingredients that we are using even here in our UAE dishes are Indian. So yeah. the Indian herbs, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, the nature of the basmati rice and all that stuff, that's all coming from India. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So like you mentioned about the fusion of dishes. Yes. And okay. uh, how is this enlightening our gastrologic, that gastrological uh, experience here in Dubai? It's mm -hmm. all for the benefit of everyone, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like I never thought Absolutely, I'd actually yeah. eat a paella. I never even knew growing up what a paella was, you know. But a paella in Arabic means bakaya, okay. means leftovers. Oh. 
Okay. is left over. So that's where the word paella came from, okay. you know, yeah. as Spanish, because Spa- Spain was Andalusia. And so a lot of these things kind, kind of uh, evolved Evo- to yes. wh- what we are today. But mm-hmm. no one asks about the history mm. of anything. You just go eat. It's good food. You know, it's a nice restaurant and that's it. Yes, yeah. that's good that you point out, you know, the origin of food. Yeah. Because every nationality, so this is one thing that I've observed over the years when I was traveling, hmm. uh, that is common in a lot of culture Correct. is the the dim sum or uh-huh. um, how did dumpling? Yes, yeah, the, the dumpling. dumpling. Yeah. So in Asia, like uh-huh. in China, so you have different types of dumpling, Correct. right? So yeah. you have the hargao, shomai, chao mm-hmm. long bao, and then you go to um, well in Korea, Korea they it's have different. The, it's yes, they have the it's, yes, it has a uh, and they yeah, have the um, ma, can't remember. I'll come back to that. But in Japan, they have the gyoza. Yes, and then um, favorite, you go you know. to you know. Chicken going gyoza back to the west gyoza, so yeah. nepal they have the momos, momos yes and in india they have well, the samosas it's, it's still a dumpling at the end yes, of the day yeah. <laughs> and then in uh go you go further yeah italy they yes. have the ravioli Raviolis, yes exactly. you go to Another poland shape uh, of a dumpling yes <laughs> you go to poland they have the pierogi uh-huh. yes and then in hungary they have that so this is some um, you know, I was like, wow, even in South America, Argentina, mm-hmm. you have the empanadas. Empanadas, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another right. form so. of uh, s- same context <laughs> yes. of what a dumpling is, you know. Yes, the cooking style and mm-hmm. how it's presented. So I'm glad you mentioned about paella and the origin because I love it's I love food. Insane. I love history Amazing. and I love learning about. Seriously. Yeah. You know, I, I keep always, I tend to ask myself, what did, for instance, the pharaohs eat? What was their favorite dish? What mm. was like, they always had the royal cuisine for the royal uh, elite of uh, the community mm-hmm. of the people but yeah. you ever ask yourself that question you know even the word etiquette uh, yeah. who, who invented that it, it, it was in France uh, Louis the fifth I believe yes. uh, back in the 1700s uh, he was the one to come up with that word you know but what triggered that for royalty to actually understand the meaning of the word etiquette when we're sitting together why is there a napkin on my lap and this is not something new in the 90s or the 80s this yeah. goes back hundreds and hundreds of years so no no idea it's fascinating, but, but you know? seeing as you brought up the napkin <laughs> <laughs> see how the i kind of just yeah. slid that in there the yeah um, seeing as you brought up the napkin nothing drives me uh, more crazy than to see someone in a nice restaurant and they've got the napkin and they've tucked it into the, <laughs> right i'm like here. it's not a bib it's not a yes. bib yes you should and actually and it doesn't a, look nice doesn't look yeah. nice and actually it's aren't they, you should, if the waiter comes they they will sometimes lay it in your lap and they do it from one side to the to other, the other yeah. and it's very you know they're ways of doing elegant yes. using yes. a napkin mm. and napkins that the paper ones it's not meant to rub your mouth with either no. you're meant to, it's just literally meant to, to dab, dab the sides yes, of your side. mouth that's it that's <laughs> correct not <laughs> literally <laughs> rub your face in it that is so true yeah it's like but how things are misunderstood you know yes. because when you go to a restaurant i know i'm gonna sit on that table so Whoever's there from a waiter or a waitress, they mm-hmm. welcome you in. Yeah. Uh, welcome, sir. Uh, please have, have a seat, you know, in the family. But again, there's an etiquette to the seating. Yes. So usually it's uh, the lady first, then the husband if, if, or a couple, the man, and then children, if any. So this is the order. But in today's world, there's no such order anymore, you know. Everyone just jumps on the seat and sits anywhere and you put your phone on and mess up the whole setup of your table. So this kind of confuses the people trying to serve you Mm. or trying to serve you properly but Mm -hmm. again 
in certain restaurants in Dubai, well-reputed restaurants, you cannot really do that because the etiquette will be there the moment you step in through that door, mm. you know. That's and correct. you know uh, what kind of restaurants I'm talking about. These are high-level, mm-hmm. high-end yes. restaurants. Upscale. Yeah, yes. totally mm-hmm. different. You, and you respect, because you feel different the moment you step into that restaurant. True. Not like when you're going to any of these uh, street restaurants mm-hmm. or uh, fast food dining experiences. It's totally different mm-hmm. because you don't need that special plate with the uh, fork uh, on the left and the knife on the right, you know, understanding how the setup is. Even the menu, you don't need anyone to explain the menu for you, you mm-hmm. know, because... Uh, in, in certain restaurants you go to, it's written in Spanish or uh, Portuguese or Mexican. The words they're using have no clue what that dish is, you yeah. know, or Japanese. And you also, as a customer, you need to understand what you're eating, you know. And some people tend to ask, they inquire about, for instance, where's this meat coming from? Uh, yeah. wh- who's your butcher? Uh, yes. Where do you get that chicken from? Is and it free range? Is, exactly. <laughs> <you know. laughs> there you go. Is it you free know? range? Oh, yeah. So organic. The, organic. You know, some people are becoming really particular. Even the vegetarians. Mm-hmm. That's another yeah. story. So your staff or your uh, waiters and waitresses should be ready to answer these kind of questions. And this only happens for people who really studied hospitality from A to Z. Not like uh, people serving you in uh, fast food chain like KFC or anything else like Mm -hmm. that you know so again there's a lot of knowledge a lot of experience a lot of studying that comes into play Uh, if you go to any of these restaurants and fancy hotels down in Jumeirah uh, or uh, the Palm you clearly see the experience in the eye of the waiter Mm -hmm. because he knows what to recommend to you without overselling like all right why don't you try this dish Uh, uh, we have our special chef here today he's Mm -hmm. prepared this and that so it kind of calls you in. You're like, yeah, why not? I, yeah. I mean, one of, one of the best dining experiences I ever had, and it was a, f- a fantastic restaurant here. And honestly, I looked uh, looked at the menu and I and I had no clue. <laughs> and that the waiter was absolutely brilliant. And he mm. said, would you like me to, you tell me what the kind of stuff you like, mm. and I will personalize a tasting menu for you. Amazing. And I will oh, pair nice. each course yeah. course. with a, a beverage mm. that goes with I'm serving. And I said, just do it. I, I'm leaving myself in your hands. Yes. And it was honestly one of the best dining experiences wow. I've ever Unforgettable. had. Unforgettable. Yeah. You're talking about it now. He yeah. knew exactly what he was yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. But you know, That's what makes nice. a restaurant stand out? It's consistency. Why do yes. I keep going to that same restaurant over and over again? Because he still delivers that same dish with the same flavor, same warmth, just like our moms used to do, you know, to prepare the food and you come back home, even though it might be a little bit less salty or a little bit more mm-hmm. sugar or whatever, but she's the mom at the end of the day. Yeah. But yes. in a restaurant, fine dining, it's consistency. And thankfully here in Dubai, we experience that. You know, we have that here. And restaurants really, all the Michelin star uh, winning restaurants and Michelin star chefs, they're beyond uh, good to, to, yeah. to, to, for us to actually try th- their food. You know, I, I love a lot of certain restaurants uh, that I tend to go to every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Also, for instance, sushi has become a great trend uh, for majority of the people around. Yes, yeah. But yeah. is it really the real sushi that we should be eating? Because sushi is a little bit more on the raw side. It's not like or crispy or filled with rice and yes, ginger and all that stuff, you know. That's, again, uh, a truth know. hidden. Okay. So I'm glad you, you touched on this because <laughs> you've mentioned fine dining consistency. Yeah. 
I'm a great believer of, you know, having that consistent taste every time you go back to that particular restaurant. Yes. That's the reason I love going back to Ravi. Am oh, I allowed to say God. that? Right. It's a marketing company right Oh, yeah, here, I know. You know. Hi, Ravi. <laughs> <laughs> Discount. I know. It's affordable. 25%, please. Yes, I know. Um, it's consistent. Every time you go there, yes. whether you had it a year or two years ago, you still go there and you still have the same. Flavor, yeah. Lamb chops or their butter chicken. Oh my god! Yes, and it's very nostalgic because now I, when I go to other restaurants serving the same food, because I had a really good experience, experience with Ravi mm. taste wise. I always compare, compare. now. You, ben you benchmark Ravi. Ravi against <laughs> yeah, else, benchmark. You know? That's the word. <laughs> See, I always used to laugh with my father when when my parents used to live in Dubai, and there was a couple of little really local you know mid to lower mm. lower class places mm. and he loved to go there and the joke was you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> it's literally potluck dinner yeah. <laughs> you can ha you could literally order the same item off the menu and you get a different version yes, every single not necessarily time. the same you're yes. right you're right yeah, yeah. consistency is <laughs> the key but yeah. it's crazy how this evolved across time, yes. like from back then to now. Yeah. Uh, the, the dining experience is totally different. And the amount of cuisines, you don't know what to eat today. Every day you're just confused, even with the uh, 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 cloud kitchens and operating mm -hmm. in Dubai. Mm. You know, this, the amount of menus when you open a Talabat or a Deliveroo app or something, you go like, what What will I eat today? You know, you just yeah. go, you're so, so confused. Yes, you know? a lot There's of There's 50% here, 20% here. That's Lebanese, that's Egyptian. Mm -hmm. I want to eat sushi, but no, wait one second. I want to eat fried chicken and pizzas. There are like hundreds of restaurants. and Yeah eat around the world yeah it's so insane. breakfast you have you know a certain exactly. big cuisine Pukai lunch and then, <laughs> i don't know what and you, you go like at the end of the day oh wow <laughs> but do you but do you guys think because now we have um a plethora of options we have so many options yeah, I like the people, word plethora. plethora yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, this is why, in a lot of cases, manners and etiquette have gone downhill because people hmm. haven't ha they haven't had the experience in certain eateries to be able to behave and order and everything in, in a certain way. I, I totally agree with you on that. Because uh, come on, you're ordering food, you're at home, you're sitting with the family, so you just open the bags and whatever, watching TV or Netflixing, and you just take the burger and. There's no respect. Now, one of the main things that we all lack, we used to have that growing up with the family, is that we all sit on one table. Eating together. Yeah, yeah eating That's together. Right. And then we eat with the same pace. So yes. the same time, we all eat. And this is the same thing in the etiquette of any fine dining yes. experience. We all eat together at the same time because we'll finish eating and chatting and everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's when we are all ready to leave the table for other customers to come in. Because everyone coming in, when, when the restaurant manager sees these particular uh, customers coming in he knows they will be sitting here for one hour or half an hour or depending on their business attire or whatever it is yeah. or a family so there's an, a certain time allocated for each and every table so yeah. this unfortunately nowadays cannot be read you know you cannot really tell some people can sit for hours but dude you just you you had your food why are you still sitting yeah. here there are other mm -hmm. customers coming in and 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 so. on, on that no it's on, on that line as well just because you know i i used to do silver service waitressing oh. i used to you know launch mashed potatoes launch potatoes <laughs> in people's laps most of the time i wasn't very good at it um but we were always taught and it's the thing that drives me up the wall here mm -hmm. you do not clear the table until 
everyone has yeah. finished. Mm. No one understands mm. that now. No and I'm like, it's, yeah. it's rude to yeah. come, just to come, come and do it. And there's still food in the table. <laughs> I'm the like, plate, yeah. you know? hello. <laughs> It's like, oh, sorry, sorry. And he puts it back. And he comes from the right side, you know. And the left side, again, that's another understanding or misunderstanding, like you highlighted before mm-hmm. we started the discussion. It's There's an etiquette to it. People, yeah. when they're serving, they should come from the left side. Unless you're left handed, and maybe I don't mm-hmm. know, but if you're like the majority, you serve from the left side. Everything yes. is done from the left side, yeah. like yes. you correctly highlighted, Orchid. Mm-hmm. So these things or these aspects are not. Unfortunately, even there in schools, that's not taught to students. It's not taught to our kids. Mm. So they, they lack that. It, I try to emphasize on these things every once in a while when we go find dining uh, with the family. But again, it's not something that is there on the billboards and like what would attract kids' yeah. mind to do. So unfortunately, I believe this is a very important topic. That's why we're here today to discuss this particular point etiquette and fine dining not necessarily fine dining but even if you're dining at home with your family with your parents sitting together discussing things leaving your phone out of it no one everyone's holding their phone that's another topic as well yeah true you're like checking your whatever you're checking and no one's talking to each other yeah i love these places that they have they have a box by the side of the table and they say everyone puts their phone in Mm. and if you manage to not touch your phone you get like 20 percent off your bill no way Uh, where's that some places are doing that (laughs) now or they're like oh if you touch your phone or or there's a you know a rule of one scout whoever whoever touched their phone then you You pay pay the the full bill bill, yeah (laughs) i love it that's a nice concept by the way chef i really love the fact that you said that you know um Family should be eating together, but I can also empathize to those parents who are both working. Yes. Like now we're actually recording. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. In the olden days, at this time, I was actually <laughs> with home, my mom and dad yeah, exactly. <laughs> eating Chilling at home. Eating, yeah. So I'm not saying that oh we should be home and eating together because you know we have to make a living. Mm, mm, uh, but in my opinion, at least during the weekend, try to make it you know as a family. Absolutely. Um, thing yeah. to eat together, together yes. because this is one thing that kids will remember even yeah. if it's one meal absolutely yes. you're right yeah. you're absolutely yeah. right yeah. and you can actually during this time you can actually see if your kids are eating the correct way yes are they i echo that <laughs> yeah, opening their yes, mouth oh, yeah. and, you know, eating in a vulgar because way who can correct them you yeah. cannot say you know the nanny would correct exactly. them yeah exactly. so as a parent it's also a good way to check on your kids You're with their table manners. Right. You know, that so. triggered something uh, that I also find a hard time trying to get around it is when someone dislikes a food or you're in a restaurant and you're mm. eating a certain mm. dish and you did not like that particular whatever thing that you were eating. So people here, they behave in a very weird way. You know, they start yelling and shouting and they call the waiter. What is this? Your chef doesn't know what he's doing. And but dude you didn't like it because maybe it's a little bit overcooked or Mm. uh it's a medium rare or a medium well not like the way you like it because you did not instruct your waiter properly but this should be done in a very polite way just put your hands down and say can i speak to you just properly in a very quiet manner i didn't really like that dish you know can you just change it or see if Mm -hmm. anything else that can be done on the other side people react in a very vulgar way you know and yeah. they start yelling and causing a scene and people go like what is wrong with this guy you know why yeah. is he shouting you know Absolutely. again because it touches your gut and gut nutrition not necessarily but again it's your heart pretty yeah. much your gut controls everything in your body so with with a good mood when you eat a chocolate you get that because 
Yes. You ate a chocolate that makes you happy. But there are certain dishes that you eat that just flips, re flip reverses your mind. And you go like, what am I eating? And you start going mad. So again, it's what you put in your mouth. But what I want to throw at from what I, the reason why I mentioned that is whatever you do, you'll be sort of, re it will be retaliated back to you. So you are what you uh, want to people to react back to you. And, you know, I, there's a saying to it. I don't know what exactly it is, but that's that's how it is. But people don't see it. You, know? you, you yeah. Okay, let me put it this yeah, way. Yeah. Um, if you annoy the wait staff and the kitchen staff, these are the people that are preparing your, your food. food. Yes. <laughs> you might not like what you get Ooh, yes. when it comes back. <laughs> Just saying, I've heard horror stories. Yes, yes, yes. Plenty of I those. Know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy I what had, people do in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to uh, share my personal experience. What, you know, I can see when I was working as a flight attendant before. All right. So if the customer, we say the customer or the passenger is being rude to mm. the cabin crew, we actually try to delay even more than he's He deserves yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, someone who's so demanding mm, every five minutes annoying. he wants a crew. Yes. Again, you know. Um, but yes, is this the right way customer. to react? I know. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm not I, recommending. I, I'd feel but the same. human nature. Yes. Human nature. Yeah. Mm, like you mm. mentioned about retaliating. Yes. Because if you're nice to people. You'll get that you'll positive have, yes. energy back. They, yeah. There's a book, right? The Law of Attraction. Absolutely. Yes. If you, yes. Yes. If you, yeah, you attract goodness and patience mm -hmm. and consideration, people will do the same back, same thing Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. You know, it's mm -hmm. amazing. I uh, read this book for uh, Lynn, Lynn McTaggart. She was talking about the same uh, topic uh, where you give positive energy, for instance, for an icing, a, a, a cup of water mm -hmm. during its icing process. If you give positive energy, you see a very uh, proper sequence of icing. Mm -hmm. But if you give negative thoughts, there's no academic proof of that. Oh, it's by the, the ice way. crystals. Yes, it becomes yeah, chaotic, you know, and it's, it's crazy. It's true, but there's no academic studies of <laughs> how this really evolves around our life. But it is what it is. I guess. But also yeah. people have to remember that, you know, wait staff and kitchen staff mm -hmm. and everyone down to the dishwasher mm. and everything. They're there for hours and hours exactly. and hours on end every single day. And it's, it's a really tough job to do. And it's really hard to deal with some customers Correct. sometimes yeah. so anything you can do to make to be pleasant to be nice to make their life mm. a little bit easier um you know it, it's, there's no need to to be mean to them exactly and at least they're welcoming you with a smile so why would you go in grumpy and not happy about anything you know and people are welcoming you how would you react to that yeah. so you should also be welcoming you're going to try good food mm -hmm. uh a, a dining experience but people neglect that. Whatever personal issues anyone might have, they don't really yeah. see it that way. And yeah. This affects also the waiter when he's serving food for you. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. You know? And you witness that a lot. But then again, another topic you mentioned was the overeating or the mm. over uh, uh, placement the, of yes. uh, brunches. brunches and yes, and like just putting this. a lot of so food we, in your plate. We finished talking about the side of the, um, the hospitality staff or mm. the server. So Let's we'll talk, talk about, about the customer's, the customers side. <laughs> so Emma, can you share with? I'll start with you. Go on. Can you share with us your pet peeves? It's normally people <laughs> chewing with their mouth open. Mm. I just, I, it's so rude. And then oh, people that start talking and they still have food in their mouth. Mm. It's, it's horrible. It's not nice. You know, we should chew with their mouths closed. And it's normally people that they've put 
too much food on their fork. They mm. put too much food in their mouth instead of small bits. And then the people that use their fork like a shovel. Yes. Mm. I you hate know, that. The like... sound they make on the plate, you know, is as if they're digging inside the plate to get the food out, you know? <laughs> I hate that. It it's should be like ridiculous. it should be like dainty and nice, not like eating like you're starving, mm. basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. I echo the same thing, you know. I just dislike how people tend to react. Uh uh, and disregard everyone else on the table. He's like sitting on his own. You're not at home. Even mm-hmm. if you're at home, that's not the way you should be eating. You know, you should be polite, proper, and uh, eat in a very calm way. Not mess people's uh, thoughts around you. Even yeah. if you're opening a discussion, because mm-hmm. we go into a lot of business meetings and fine dining. It involves a lot of talking when mm-hmm. you're talking on a business topic or you're trying to close a deal with a certain client or customer. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of talking. But then you get these fine dining dishes and you're like dying to eat it. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to have a taste of it. And you're yeah. hungry at the same time, you know, but you're talking. So you go like, please, sir, uh, go ahead, uh, have a bite. Try this dish. Yes, uh, It's uh, highly recommended and we come here all the time. So please go ahead. One of my favorite ones, uh, actually, it's a dessert, was... Uh, Pistachio ice cream with olive oil on top. Oh, oh yes, I think I've tried that. That's yes, very yes. unique. I don't know, olive I, I don't oil know if I can tell cream. the name yeah. of the restaurant, but again, it's it's one of those most fascinating desserts I've ever tried in my life. That's extra virgin olive oil. So I tend to when we take our customers to that particular restaurant and we tell them please mm-hmm. try it, they go crazy. You know, it kind of shifts the entire mood to a confirmation. <laughs> there we go, we got the business. You know, yeah. that's how good that's that particular dessert is. Again. It depends on how you perceive that particular restaurant yeah. in a positive way mm-hmm. when you're promoting it to your friends and clients, you know, because why do you want to go to that restaurant or why mm-hmm. do you want to go to that particular uh, place, you place. know? But again, coming back to the fact of what would bother me. Yes, uh, with, yeah, the pet peeves would be, I don't know. Uh, your one uh, greatest uh, pet peeve. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it is nothing, to be honest, in, yeah. in, in, in particular. I mean, because when you have kids around and, you know, you're just trying to make sure that everyone's uh, calm and, you know, we're trying to enjoy the experience. It's hard to control that. (laughs) For me, I actually have one and uh, I would not say that it's cultural. I think globally, Hmm. this is the normal people actually consider it rude. Eating before the host or not Ah. just a host. Let's say, for example, I'm preparing the meal. So I'm busy plating, putting yeah. everything. And even my daughter, when she starts eating, like, Mayumi, yeah. I'm not mm. eating yet. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. wait. That's my one greatest pet peeve. Yeah. So even in brunches, I know you're with your friends, you mm. go out. But I always try to, you know, wait for other people. If I'm the only one seated, because I already got my food, mm. I always wait for my friends exactly. to arrive. Yeah. I yeah. think it's polite and yeah. not just start eating like mm. i know you're hungry no but, but you're absolutely to, right that's yeah. very important and mm. that's how i grew up back at home you know i, I do not start eating until everyone yeah. is on the, on the table yeah. you know even the father the mother or my in-laws or whatever so until we're all seated then we start mm. unless i tell them listen guys i'm really hungry yeah and i'm not sure i can wait for you guys sorry you're on your own you know <laughs> So but, from, yeah. from the service side of thing mm-hmm. with, with eateries, this is why timing is so important mm. for eateries. Yes. And sometimes, you know, they will ask you, do you want everything brought together or yes. do you just want it brought out as it's ready? Because so yes. otherwise you, yeah. you, you have one mm-hmm. person that everyone else has got their food and there's one person that's mm-hmm. sat there like, yeah. well, no, fine, you just carry on. I'll mm. just wait. But by the way, it's very common now 
a, a lot of restaurants tend to do that. You know, they ask you if you want the food. But then even if I say yes, I feel it's rude for everyone mm-hmm. else, you know, yeah. that I'm eating, but his dish is not yet ready. So again, it depends on how uh, well equipped the kitchen is to actually serve the entire mm-hmm. table at the same time. You know, yeah. it differs again because fine dining, every dish has its own preparations, its own uh, yeah. arrangements and all. Not like when you're just ordering a burger from any outlet, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. it's just a burger, you know, there you go, you know, but again, yeah. it's so something different. Thank you for sharing with that. And um, I have another question for you because we are, well, we are in the Middle East and not everyone, you know, drinks alcohol. Correct. What is your take on um, people on the table or you, you get invited to a dinner party mm-hmm. and there are people there who are conservative, who's not drinking, and people here are drinking. Mm. What is your take on that? Is that appropriate or it's now welcome in the UAE? I know now it's evolved yep. that a lot of restaurants now are you serving, know, serving uh, alcohol yeah. and people tend to become more um, accepting mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in a way. Um, but do you have any friends who are very conservative or get upset with that? Like they go to a dinner party or they already well, expect that, that some people would be Yeah, drinking. well, they'll know that this particular restaurant that they're going to serves mm-hmm. alcohol. And they know that some of the colleagues would be drinking, others not. Mm-hmm. So at, at corporate events, you know, it, it happens a lot. So whoever tends to not drink or actually not drink alcohol at all, they just take a side, you know, mm. and with respect to everyone else. And whoever wants to drink will drink, you know. Again, because it's a mood thing, I guess. And uh, people tend to sort of, uh, they want to break out of the day. Uh, all the, you know negative energy shifted to positive energy so some take a drink have a laugh and stuff like that so some people would accept but your your point is extremely valid because it again depends from culture to culture yeah. also without really tapping into religion but again some people will tell you listen i'd never actually even bother to go to that restaurant because they serve alcohol i wouldn't yeah. really want to go there you know but other people don't mind uh, mm-hmm. uh, so they just go sit just just stay distant from uh, yeah. the people who are drinking alcohol or whatever. But then that evening just goes on, you know, and yeah. uh, they go back home and uh, whatever discussions took yeah. place. So it's, uh, it, it's, it, is, it is a nice topic to touch, yeah. touch yeah. on because not um, all people speak about it. You know? True, true. The reason why I ask this, because it's also for the benefit of um, anyone out there who plans to move here to Dubai, yeah. because every time you tell them you live in the Middle East, they immediately say, oh, there's no alcohol. Oh, it's so mm. strict. You have to cover your hair. Oh, yes, you know, yes, so I have friends have who live in the States and like, oh, so where do you get your wine? You know? So the so perception is yes, totally because, yeah, different. They you know? generalize everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for the benefit of everyone um, listening to us or watching us that, yes, they. And we have a lot of American wine. food here as well. Yes. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, and again, not all restaurants serve alcohol. Yeah. So it's they call it licensed places, mostly Correct. in hotels um, or there are restaurants there that they are licensed to serve alcohol. Exactly. So yes. uh, a lot of restaurants recently here in Dubai, especially, they've put a ban for kids mm. under the age of 16 or age of 15, something like that. Mm. So you cannot really take your kids anywhere because you you still want to enjoy the experience. It's yes. and it's not a cheap True. experience. You're paying money for that. You Absolutely. Know? So this comes with pleasure and time. You know, and mm-hmm. you spending your time there with your loved ones for a certain reason. Kids will have another area because they will not even enjoy their time there. But again, 
there are many projects that would sort of help bring all the family together. Maybe I want to have that fine dining experience with my wife, but then I want the kids next to me. So why not sort of design, I don't know, like a playground or some sort of nursery. And there are restaurants in Dubai that actually do that. And it tends to be like a more of an open playground area, especially when the weather gets nice. Yeah. Um, and you just leave the kids there. They're safe and secure and you're enjoying your meal, having a good time uh, with your loved ones. And that's it. And you just go back home, you know. So this equates to a lot of joy uh, when it comes to the fine dining experience as well. Again, not all people would actually yes. look at that with yeah. our busy daily yes. life, yeah. you know, and um, here in Dubai, it's, it's not easy, you know. True. <laughs> Agree. Culinary. Mm. So we spoke about fusion. Yes. How the dishes here has evolved. Correct. Not yeah. just the Emirati cuisine, but yeah. other um, yeah. food around the world. Oh, they now, you know, it's crazy, crazy about fusion, yeah. incorporating other um, ingredients cooking and techniques, cooking techniques and, uh, yes, and, and, the, yeah. and the, the ingredients. It's fascinating. So, yeah. my question for you is, actually, is here <laughs> from one of our Facebook uh, follower. Hmm. Could you share your insight into how the Emirati cuisine has evolved? and adopted to the diverse culinary landscape of the country? That's a very good question, yeah. Well, to be honest, Emirati cuisine is still as genuine as it was back in the time. Wow. It's still keeping its original taste, its mm -hmm. original look, and yeah. even the, the smell and scent of it. You know, if you go to any of these uh, Emirati houses, I have a lot of Emirati friends, lovely people, and they have this unique kitchen set up for designing these particular dishes, you know, and, and the rice pots and the big... Uh, way they cook the chicken and the soup and everything and how they mix it together. So this genuine experience is still there. How it evolved into the fine dining uh, mm. arena is that they kind of replicated uh, how sort of things are presented in a very meticulous, you know, very, you know, less space, uh, mm. colorful way with the same taste. But again, at the end of the day, it's the same uh, original dish that you'd actually try. But on the other hand, if you look, for instance, at uh, a very famous Indian uh, uh, dish that I personally love is the pani puris, you know, oh, those yes. tiny pani puris. Yes. But again, this has evolved a lot in fine dining because, you know, you get that tiny pani puri with a little bit of courgettes and certain designs and colors on top of it. And it looks really delicious. You, you yes. just want to take a picture with yeah, it. You don't yeah. want to eat it. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, people have actually done a lot. Uh, when they're presenting their dishes and food and different cuisines. And I believe it's a great success, especially mm -hmm. for today's world and how things are moving, to be able to cope with that, you know, just like fashion, just like technology, just like hospitality. Yeah. This culinary experience uh, is a great school, and especially also when it comes to desserts. It's uh, yes. a whole different mm -hmm. thing when it comes to the yeah. fusions you get in, in, into desserts. I, I, for instance, I never knew uh, what Ras Malai in Indian was um, until I figured out that there's a lot of mango involved in it, you know, and oh. I love mango. So, again, yeah. different types of mango. Mm -hmm. I love the South African mango because it's a lot sweeter than different uh, mangoes. So mm -hmm. how they incorporate these certain types of ingredients together to deliver that fine dessert that you will never forget, you know, mm. like why did I like that dish, you know? And the same applies to many other things. And even though I'm Egyptian, 
But there's a lot of Egyptian food that I don't like, you know. I'm sure when you go back home, there are certain dishes that you're really in favor of. But then yeah. others are like, how whoever invented that particular dish do it, you know. Yeah. And I love kushari. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> right. so I can't say no can't, to that. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait to yeah, taste your kushari. is delicious, yeah. you know. And uh, falafel and all these things, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's Is there a good. tom and basal here? Tom and basal, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it when I went to Cairo, yeah. Onion and garlic, yeah, tom and basal, nice. So tom and basal is, yes, onion and garlic onion and in garlic. Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> and they serve the best kushari. Yeah, but, it's loaded though. <laughs> but as um, like the culinary experience has expanded here in the UAE, um, Kitchens have got more complicated yes. because we have halal. Yes. Then we have obviously pork service, alcohol service. Now we have kosher as well, Absolutely. and we have mm. vegan as mm-hmm. well. So kitchens got complicated. Correct. It is. It is. <laughs> so how how you know how do they juggle all this? And for the wait staff, they've got to know everything so that the True. wrong thing isn't served to the wrong customer because obviously. It could cause a can, complete disaster. You know, you're absolutely right, Emma. You know, the how these cuisines have evolved now, there's a huge and massive burden on the FCA, the Food Control Authority, mm-hmm. to make sure because every single cuisine has its own kitchen setup. Yeah. You know, and every kitchen setup, you know, if it's a seafood section, they have their own fridges. If it's a pastry section, uh, like you mentioned, uh, the pork, the other halal, non-halal. So all these things has its own setup and it has to be met by exact the same criteria that the Food Control Authority has put in place. Mm. If there's a tiny misplacement of any of these criteria, mm-hmm. there's a fine. Mm. And people here do not joke because you cannot, uh, at the end of the day, poison uh, a customer or a client because you've misplaced a certain ingredient with another one. So everything has to be carefully done. The number of suppliers that work in that industry is insane. It's <laughs> insane. You cannot imagine for each and every single thing, there's a supplier. In, in mm-hmm. that particular one fine dish that you got, just the sauce alone yeah. is a supplier. That meat alone is a supplier. It's everything. The wagyu's now is a huge uh, coming into the yeah. industry here. Mm-hmm. You know, you got this wagyu A5 and this I don't know wagyu what with the ramen, and you want to do that with that. Mm-hmm. So it's massive, you know, yeah. to get all these uh, different cuisines and cultural food uh, imposed into the market. Even in supermarkets, when you go and buy a vegan burger. And because, you know, hey, what I want a vegan burger, but did you try that vegan burger? Do you know how it tastes like? Uh, no, I just want to try that vegan burger, you know, and you go buy it and it's expensive. I, I have a friend who's actually a food engineer. Yeah, they're actually designing a vegan egg. So oh. the egg is going to be a vegan yeah. egg with yes. its yolk and it's white. You know, I'm like, dude, how is that even possible? You know, <laughs> yeah. they're they're working on it, you know, because yeah. for the vegan industry, because the vegan community is growing insanely uh, in, in, yeah. in the world and it, it has its pros and cons but again a lot of people are going like listen uh we should make the best of it out of this industry the vegan industry you know you want a pizza i'll give you a vegan pizza you want yes. an egg a burger whatever it is you even yeah. want a tenderloin steak that's vegan i'll give you a tenderloin steak that's vegan and it's happening yeah but you those but, but those not you've got that all to contend with but then you've got the rise in allergies nuts mm. allergies yes. uh, dairy allergies um gluten allergies exactly. you know it's it's a minefield Crazy. when it comes which to comes, which gave me the question now because since we are in the topic of preparing food how it's prepared mm. what do you think give me 10 or 
or yes, let's let's talk about ten. Ten duties of a great host. So we're still in line yeah. with the etiquette. Absolutely. So being a yeah, host, you're right. let's talk about okay. Number one yeah. is yeah. honesty. A host has to be very honest on what they're serving. You know, I'm, I'm, by the way, I got this meat from this particular place and these are accredited. I have my certificates, you know. So you, you, you build that first line of trust with your customers. So it's like, I like this guy, this chef. Because usually chefs don't really say the truth. They don't really yeah. tell you how I made this dish or how I arrived to this particular dish. Yeah. But I, I even keep telling my mom and dad in, in many ways. I tell them, uh, do you want to know how I prepared this dish? My dad says, no, I'm happy with okay, it. Yeah. And my mom was like, yeah, I'm kind of uh, interested to find <laughs> out. Then when I start talking about the things that I put and how I prepared it, actually some people get a little bit offended or like disgusted or something, yeah, yeah. you know, like why, why, how did you do that? Why did you place this there? Or like one of my recent videos was this uh, autumn leaf that's a very fine dining sort of autumn leaf, but it's made out of what? Beetroot. Nice. So I actually made that tiny biscuit, very elegant biscuit that you place on any savory or dessert, just yeah. like a leaf. Mm -hmm. um, and you just put that leaf on top and it's, it's a biscuit, you know, and then you taste it. It's so delicious. You actually, you cannot relate that it's a beetroot, but it's red enough to tell you, hey, I'm a beetroot, you know, okay. you can, you can yeah, try yeah, it. Yeah, you, you know? can try it. Yeah. So you're talking from a chef point of view. So How? me as a, a house cook or... Uh, yes, someone who's hosting a dinner party at home. So you said honesty, meaning exactly. so I have to um, basically tell my guest perhaps what will be the theme of the night. So yes. they will be expect uh, expecting what to exactly. eat. So if I'm having I'm having a, an Asian party tonight, so the my guest will expect okay expect to have dim sum or rice, yes, exactly. fried rice. Yes, and for me as well, being a great host is. To also ask your guests if they have food allergies, allergies or yes. any dietary requirements. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So they might not be allergic to vegetable, but the religion says that they cannot eat that, so they can only eat veg. Which falls example. under consideration. Yeah. You know, I have to be Again, very considerate yeah. to the type of audience and clients or customers that are coming in to try your food. You know, uh, you have to be fair enough, knowing that. Listen, I know my brother likes the meat medium rare. But my other brother likes them medium well mm -hmm. or well done. So you you can't always meet the tastes of everyone. But yeah. you try to come to an equilibrium or a, a certain place where mm -hmm. everyone would actually like them. Because yeah. no one can go wrong on a pizza. It's just a pizza. But then, as you know, certain dishes would actually talk differently. Yeah. 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 And also, as a great host, you need to send the invite at ah. least two weeks in advance okay. not on the last minute yeah, please come now <laughs> yes yeah, no also consider um the time so when mm. you're hosting dinner at home consider the traffic on that yeah. day if yes. it's a weekend yeah. consider where are your friends living mm -hmm. and how long will it take them to reach your home correct that's also another consideration and um Anything else do you want to share? So I have already four that I can think of. Mm, Emma, Another do you have anything in mind? Uh, as a host. Or just if you're a guest, take something for your host. Ask them if they need mm. you to bring anything. Mm. Don't show up empty-handed. Yes, exactly. Okay, so that's for the <laughs> guest. Yes. The so I <laughs> guess. Uh, another thing that I just thought now is mm. 
don't start cleaning or clearing up while your guest is still in your house. Yeah, because yeah. this is offending. Yeah, they're yes. like, they want us to leave or something like that. Yes, you, know? you might be carried You're away. Right. Oh, no, I, I want to, you know, yeah. start so washing. So I can sit with you guys, you know, <laughs> freely and all, but yes. it's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sometimes you can't right. help it because oh my god, it's already eleven o'clock. I, I need, to need to start clean packing up. up. Very and pack. <laughs> Unless you want them to leave, yeah. then start doing it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, how about for the guests? What do you think are the duties of a guest? Show up on time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. no. Um, good thing that you mentioned that the first thing because oh, everything in life we have to show up early, yeah, or yeah. on time. But it's during um, dinner. Hmm. Actually, you are not expected to arrive on time. True. So yes. in a lot of culture, well, especially in Europe, they would expect that you would be late five or ten minutes wow. to give the host the last minute, you know, the, the chance to get ready because he's busy or she's busy preparing food mm, mm, mm. for a few hours and don't show up early oh, exactly. or don't show up on the dot. That's in their give favor. Give a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. So even like in Dutch culture, I believe, or German culture, where they're always on time, they arrive, you know, at their friend's mm. uh, place on time, but they don't actually ring the bell. They wait a couple of minutes in their wow. car. How respectful. To make, yes, make time and not like on the dot. I hear they yes, rush into the I'm kitchen. Worried. They rush, let me try that. What are you doing? You know? Yes, <laughs> so I know. No respect yeah. yes. whatsoever. But it's, I think, a family thing. And here, a lot of people, when they come, you're just loaded with desserts and, uh, you know, all these things. I'm like, who's going to eat this kunafa or baklava or whatever it is, you know, and cakes and minis here and there. So, like, that's too much. You you, you start giving away things, you know, even when yeah. the guests are leaving. Like, please take this with you. Uh, no one's going to eat that, you know. Yes. But this is something that is common now. But, again, it talks about food waste, yes. which is another very big topic uh, that should yeah. be discussed separately definitely yeah. Yeah. so and talk yeah sorry oh sorry so, so on that front you're talking about taking things away at the end hmm. when guests show up should you give because you don't want them to fill up on snacks before no, the no. meal absolutely not so no snacks or small snacks uh, there's something more like a welcoming snack yeah uh, that, that shouldn't really mess like with their appetite yeah just not to mess with their appetite but Again, you know, people differ. Some people mm. go like, no, I'm full already. Or, you know what, I'll try it. And they actually go beyond what you'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. yes. But uh, it's yes. here and there, you know. I want to touch on, because you um, you mentioned about gift when you show up at a, at a friend's dinner party. So it's gifting is also a big thing yes. uh, here in the Middle East. Correct. Yes. Whenever you're invited or even during Ramadan, yes. you get invited to an iftar, you must bring something. something. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes, yeah. So I would say, well, based on my knowledge, you shouldn't buy something very, very expensive. True. Yeah. So maybe ranges 100 to 150 Yeah, not fancy, exactly. Yes, yes, because you don't want to embarrass yes. the other guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Wow. Because they have to pay she, you back. <laughs> she, or yeah, yeah. She bought this, you know, fancy, I don't yeah. know, like a big bouquet. Chocolate and then, or, or yeah. and then yeah. I didn't, you know, I only bought, I don't know, like a small box of chocolate. Yeah, you mm. don't want yeah. to make them feel uncomfortable. So have this, maybe Must a great gift would be a small box. Yes, yes. Yeah. a box of dates, yeah. a box of chocolate. Or if that, you actually have to know as well what your friend is interested in mm. or what mm. he or she likes. Maybe she likes candles. Correct. Yeah. So that's also a good um, 
present or gift it's to bring. It's a lovely gesture. But you know, in the culture here in Dubai, uh, it's more on the branded side. So there are branded chocolates. So mm. these come with a price versus mm -hmm. the traditional chocolate uh, stores that you can buy chocolate from. It kind of gives a representation of who you are when you're going into that particular crowd mm -hmm. in Ramadan to actually gift that chocolate box yeah. to that particular yeah. host. You know, it means something, you know, mm -hmm. and talking about, again, the payback. It's not something really that people look at here anymore because mm -hmm. he knows his value in that particular community or that particular crowd. Mm -hmm. See, there's there's a lot of fusion around this particular yes. topic but yeah. in a simple layman way yeah people should respect each other yeah. in, mm -hmm. in whatever possible way they do and also someone asked me like if a friend brought a bottle of wine and the wine is really really good so should i that bottle of wine should i offer it to the rest of the guests or, or should no. yeah. <laughs> yes yes i would say yes so this <laughs> bottle of wine should be enjoyed with you and your wife in another occasion yes mm -hmm. so yes. you know as a whole uh, as a guest i shouldn't be telling us oh wow we can, yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. start. Yeah, you know it. you're putting the host in a you in know awkward yeah. situation, situation where Absolutely. actually no i want to enjoy this on my yeah. own yeah. i don't yeah. want to yeah it's not easy so that's also one way to remember as a guest correct another thing also that um i can think of is to offer to help Yes. So yes. don't expect your host to, you know, clear, Do offer, everything. you know, take your dishes the dish, like, yeah, exactly. to the, so, to the yes, dishwasher or to whatever the dishwasher it is, you and, know, and help others. Yeah, or ask clean, your host, yeah. like, would you like me to assist you with anything yeah. else? But at least the bare minimum is to take your place. This is lacked. It's not even there anymore. You know, yes. not with old people, you know, especially with the new generations. Because uh, we have know, house help at home. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you <laughs> try to build that, that up. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. no. Yeah. But that's how that's how we were raised, you know. You're done with your plate, you take it uh, to the kitchen, and you're like, thank you, mom, thank you, dad, and you just keep it yeah, there. You can wash it yourself or help in any possible way. But then, again, we get spoiled, you know? <laughs> Everyone gets spoiled, so you neglect that particular aspect of mm -hmm. cleaning around or taking care. Even if you drop food on the floor, I go crazy. I, I just tend to first yeah. clean the floor and then go back to my dish, you know, yeah. or whatever it is, but people yes. don't do that anymore. Even in, like when you go to a food court mm. people can't even pick up their tray put their leftovers or the no. rubbish in the bin and then right dock there. the tray yeah. it's, it's right literally there it's a pick it up shove that in there stick yeah. the tray on top yeah it's a two minute job and you're saving the servers the cleaners whatever mm. helping yeah. them and it's just it's just like i think so many people become a little bit entitled. You know, what, sh what do you think should be done about this? Should we put like a note on the everyone's table? Clean please, as you go. Yeah, please take the tray <laughs> yeah. or well, pick the tray, something like that. In a certain Swedish would, yeah. store, <laughs> yeah. there are no cleaners, and they they specifically say there is no one to take your tray. Yes. You have to do it. They yourself. actually have this metal card yeah. where you can suck your. Uh -huh. you know, there's your no dirty one to do trays. it. Exactly. Yes, you yeah. have to do it yourself. Yeah. You have to because there's no yes. one to do it for you then going back again to being a host one thing that um i remember now is be mindful of the time yes i know you're having fun but your host also needs to rest, rest exactly you're absolutely <laughs> so right so in, no. in your culture yeah what time do you guys think like right it's 
time to pack up or it's Cinderella. 3 a.m., maybe 3 a.m. Oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> 3 a.m. That's a I'm long just time. Yeah, no. but yeah, people, because you know, it's uh, family and all, so people tend to neglect time <laughs> when we're sitting together over weekends. I personally, I, I can fall asleep uh, just in front of everyone. I, wow. I don't, and my wife tells me you're blessed to actually have that. That's not good. Yeah, blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it's asleep. very important to be mindful. Like if you mm. see that your host is already yeah. feeling tired. Tired, yeah. So yeah, be sensitive. To, say, yeah. Okay, it's time for me to leave. And Absolutely, yeah, 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 time to rest. Yeah. You know, time is also very important when we're preparing as a guest the food for the uh, people coming in, you know. There's a lot of technology that restaurants tend to use, these uh, high-end ovens and uh, uh, fridges that freeze things in seconds. So I learned that when I was studying culinary, you know. And this, unfortunately, is not available with our conventional instruments that we use at home, from mm. ovens to whatever, mixers and all. But with time, I got introduced to certain uh, home uh, machines and instruments that you can actually own and use at home that would eliminate the use of any oven or any mixer or anything else that you need. And for instance, if you sous vide, I love sous videing food. So if you sous vide, which is slow cooking a food at a certain temperature for a long mm. period of time, uh, if you sous vide the food for one hour and a half, this particular instrument can do it for 20 minutes or 10 minutes. Wow. And you can still serve that dish warm to your guests, you know. So it, this technology happening uh, that not everyone's aware of, is going to change the way people uh, cook and uh, wow. eat and behave okay. towards cooking because yeah. it's massive. And unfortunately, not all people know what it is. You know, uh, just recently, my mom came to me. She's like, Ahmed, I know we've uh, we were not happy about the re recent purchases that you did last year and the year <laughs> before. But today we understand why you did that. You okay. know? So I, I also evolve with time when you're cooking, you, you know, you learn new things, you uh, get introduced to new recipes, new ingredients, mm -hmm. and understanding new ways and methodologies of uh, preparing mm -hmm. dishes. So this delivers a different message to how everyone involves in their mm -hmm. particular mm -hmm. field or industry. So it's it's fascinating. It's beautiful, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Good. And lastly, don't start eating until your host <laughs> is sat <laughs> down and ready. <laughs> that will be my final reminder um, or tip. I'll make sure I do anyway. that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start eating yeah. while your host is still setting the table. I'll be sending you videos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, absolutely. So. Amazing stuff. Lovely conversation. Absolutely. I just have one final one, one sure. final thing that I want to ask before we wrap up. Sure. Because it's an important one and it's a, just one that always causes discussion when you're out and about dining. Tipping. Oh, oh yeah. Because here's the problem. A lot of the places that come under the tourism industry, mm. Mm. Um, the service charge is included on the bill. Already is. So, some, so people think, I don't need to tip. Mm. But we can't guarantee the servers and the staff are going to exactly. get that tip. So do we still... Because if you go to the US, they have... The um the great the right it's like fifteen percent twenty percent thirty whatever yeah. like, and you tick how yeah. much Correct. you want to yeah. have for your tip and if you give the lowest one you'll get a death stare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how much my service was to you. Um, but tipping, uh, do, is it better? Is it's it better evolved. to give them cash? I always feel happier giving, giving the cash because you know it's I going to their it. pocket. Yeah. You know, but now with the introduction of new softwares and systems like QR codes and you paying your bill actually using a QR code. 
there's a section where you can tip 2%, 5%, yeah. 7%, mm. 10 And it goes directly to that because on the system, it's registered that this particular waiter is serving this table yeah. number, so and so. So this will go directly to, to that member. Oh, that's good now, to know because I thought that it will just go to a pot. You know, pot yeah, they call it pot. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, they all share the tip. No, but no, it's you, uh, it's a, in fine dining. Too. Yeah, it's uh, so I know Ahmed. I'm serving these five tables in the restaurant mm-hmm. this evening. So whoever comes in and whatever tips I get, Who's, that's for yes, me. You know. So these are agreed with the restaurant managers and all. There's a lot of things around that particular topic. It's but again, it's yeah. evolved in a very positive way. You know, yeah. back in the days, you just put yeah. five dirhams or ten or fifteen. You say thank you so much yes. for the service. I know? like that. I like that that they actually do that. Yeah. So whoever is using that machine Exactly. Yes, yeah. on His that name shift. Is registered with it and yes, you do your payments. And he and works hard. He's fantastic with the customer. And I appreciate he deserves. That. Yes, yeah, he exactly. deserves to get that tip yeah. and not to share with everyone where the other yeah. person is not really. He didn't really do anything. Yeah. Yes. Why would it go under so his I, name? I, so I like that. Yeah. I fair, like that changes know? to it, the absolutely. tipping. It is. But to be honest, the person who should be tipped should be the chef, not the waiter. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong waiters or waitresses but the chef does all the work inside you know and uh, they're kind of neglected because you never see the chef you, know? yeah, you, yes. you appreciate you love the food but you don't know who cooked it you know but, I have a very interesting story about that because last summer hmm. I went to New York and it's just um, I'm just overwhelmed with all the tipping because <laughs> even if you order um, take away hmm. In the machine, there's still an option to tip. To tip. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I would press um, yeah. no because I serve myself. So, there's no yeah, service exactly. involved. Well, who am I and then I went to this rooftop bar, I remember. And then the the barman was looking. He knew that I press the bottom. He knew that they no tip. And then he said to me, immediately, he said to me, well, you know, the chef will be cooking your chicken wings. Oh, boy. They deserve... They deserve a tip. And then, because I was shocked, I was so upset. Like, uh-huh. you're telling me to, you know. Forcing tip. you to. Yes, but yeah. you guys have salary, right? Yeah. Like, But I did not say that. I just said, like, yeah, later on my next order, I will give a tip. But it's just that so imposing it in is, a way. Is, I yeah. serve myself and they even had ding, ding, ding. So I have to run to the bar yeah. and get my get, chicken get your own tray. Yeah. Yes, and I'm still expect that they want me to tip. Tip, yeah. So that's one thing it's that how um, we as guests or customers perceive it, you know. But they're actually working there. They're the people uh, doing yeah. it. Yes. They're yeah. doing the work. Exactly, yeah. you know. It's not easy. Yes, yeah. but so. I think also um, the salary. I think it's yeah. something that um, you know has to be reviewed. Hundred percent. Because um, if the staff were already imposing tip yeah. to their customer. They make, yeah. yes. they make most of the salary from tips. They make most of the wages from tips. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're extra polite and extra yeah. nice to you when they're serving mm-hmm. you. Even if you have kids, they tend to give an extra Jello or a chocolate or something to the yeah. kids just in front of the parents. For sure. So yes. that yeah, they yeah. know that hey, they we care about you guys. And, <laughs> and the parents tend to go there again because you yes. win that yeah. customer, yes. you win that uh, family you look over. After you know? the kids. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. you know. Okay. Fantastic so, stuff. I love the energy Thank of this you. discussion. <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. this is Thank a topic we're going to have to come back and Again. revisit because yeah. there's so many there's things. So many, yeah. And we've kind of agreed <laughs> all about many things. But yeah, yeah. We, we, there's agreed. so many different topics that we can Even when it comes to shopping, you know, that's a I whole different. Know. Oh my God. Craziness. It's craziness. It's, that's yes. a whole different discussion, you know, <laughs> yeah. by itself. Yeah. And just 
to let you know it's Emma's birthday today. Yes, happy birthday, <laughs> Emma. Thank you so much. She and likes you, you it did bring me a little like cake it. with a candle, which is oh, very pleasure. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for that. You're Amazing. welcome. So, um, make your day. Ahmed Chef Besos, thank yes. you so much for joining it's us for pleasure. that. Thank you. Amazing stuff, Orchids. Until Thank you, next Emma. time, we'll see you next time on another Manners Unfiltered. I love the name Manners Unfiltered.